0: listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we are coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania this morning right across Australia and today we are continuing our series titled Encounters with Jesus with David Leo. Welcome David.
1: Thank you Jason, happy Monday everyone.
0: Happy Monday to you too David. Thank you. Now today uh, we continue on with our series, but uh, the specific topic is "Behold the Lamb of God." We're starting a new book of the Bible today, uh, that being Mark, I believe.
1: That's right. We just uh, came back from the book of we've, we've come from the book of John. We did um, seven weeks, I believe, with with John.
0: Six weeks. Oh, We're m- in our seventh m- today. This is our seventh program today, David.
1: <laughs> How about that? How about that? It's, it's gone past so quickly, hasn't it? It has. It has. Yeah. So, um,
0: before we get into our program today, though, David, I'm yeah. going to ask you a question now. I believe, uh, from what I know of you, you're quite, uh, interested and quite enjoy, uh, sporting activities. Um, what do you enjoy the most?
1: The most? Oh, okay. Um, it was, it's interesting you asked that question. Uh, just in the weekend, um, my son participated in, in a place called Launceston for, for a tournament, and it was basketball. And so just watching him play basketball again, and uh, it brought, got me quite nostalgic. I, I enjoyed basketball, playing basketball a lot when I was a kid. Um, I learned playing basketball on the street, so when I played the proper basketball, I had a lot to learn because the two games are very different. But I did enjoy playing street basketball a lot. Um, but I, I would say that rugby was probably my favourite game. That's probably the most exhilarating, exhilarating game that I got excited.
0: And what but, um, uh, what uh, league rugby have you played?
1: Uh, what, it was what type the, the of rugby? Code.
0: Not, yeah, not the rag- American one.
1: Yeah, it was rugby union.
0: Rugby union. But,
1: um, yeah, but but uh, just this just last summer, um, a lot of the youth from the churches around in the northwest, we put a team together and played uh, touch footy up in Devonport, and that was fun. Yeah. So yeah, the the body doesn't lie; it's not the same. You know, the brain knows what to do, but the body does just won't cooperate anymore. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> what happens as we get older, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> it's a fact of life. But anyway, well, David, let's uh, let's start our program for today um, yeah. You, yeah, you were saying that we came from the book of John and the book of john. we studied up to yeah. chapter six or parts of the the, the chapters up to chapter six, uh, but now today we're starting on mark chapter one
1: yeah, and, and the title behold the lamb it 's actually uh, not in the passage that we're talking about, but this uh, I wanted to give a nod to uh, the book of john where where it is found. And it's John the Baptist today that we're talking about that has an encounter with Jesus. And oh, this is going to be um, quite exciting, so I need to stay on task. But let me say, say a prayer first, uh, Jason, as yeah. we, before we read and hear this yeah. uh, amazing passage. Father in heaven, as we read uh, Mark 1 and what we're about to hear, Lord, we ask, um, give us inspiration and encourage us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to Mark one i going to start with um, just the, th- the first three verses, the first three verses in, in Mark chapter 1. Um, would you mind reading that please, Jason? Sure. Um,
0: so I'm reading uh, Mark chapter 1 out of the New King James Version of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face. Who will prepare your way before you, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight,
1: right, so thanks for that, Jason. So the first thing we hear the first three verses that Mark jumps onto is to tell us that the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has been written by the prophets mm. all right, and then it goes on to quote exactly what um, these prophets have said. And this is, uh, this is the important concept that I really want to um, drive home today is that when the New Testament, and when I say the New Testament, the Bible is basically broken up into two sections. You've got the, um, the ones where the, old, the prophets of old have, have written, and then you've got the ones where Jesus has come in the fulfillment, and you know up to where, where the church um, starts spreading this gospel message. And in the New Testament, when they quote the old prophets, it is incredibly important that we go back to look at the 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 reason why they would quote that particular text because it could refer to a story right and i make that point because jason uh, you're a musician i
0: am uh, jason yeah.
1: you 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 know you, oh, you of compose some sorts. Mu- <laughs> yeah well you like to compose music and I put do. um yeah. lyrics together and it's a very um it's a very, it's something I like to, to, to do as well. But, and it's a very, um, what's the word? It's an enjoyable process in letting the creative juices flow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm sure there are people that have inspired you.
0: Yes, there are. are. And songs music- and, and different musicians, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you know, particular and, songs inspire me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you know, um, artists, they would put little uh, watermarks on their music. Or on their paintings, or whatever, to, get, to give a nod to somebody in the past that's inspired them to to do this. You know, yeah. for example, a, um, a a musician may use a famous line from um, Elvis Presley, mm. and people that know Elvis Presley go, "Oh, I know that line." Mm. That that musician just used the line "Return to Sender," and I know what that means, mm. right? And then when they hear the new song. They can they get a a deeper insight from just that one lyric, Mm. you know. Oh, because that song is about you know this person um, having the letter sent back to them, so this song must mean something.
0: I just I like to write songs based on ideas from scripture because I'm not actually very good at coming up with words myself. So for me, it's ah, always referring back to the ideas presented in scripture as well.
1: Yeah, well, that's right on point, you know. And uh, in the weekend, I, I heard the song. Um, and the lyric and the song is about is a love song, to a man telling a woman that I'm always going to fight for you and be there for you, and he uses this lyric, "I'll be right beside you like the wall of Jericho." Mm.
0: Yep.
1: And I knew what the story of Jericho meant, you mm. know. And, and, and in my mind, I was thinking, is this guy saying it's going to take a miracle for anyone to get through me to get to you? that's a really good way of using a lyric. And so when we look at this um, Bible text, it's actually there's a reference to exodus 23 verse 20 where it says uh so we're looking at it says behold i send you my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you right and in exodus 23 verse 20 it talks about the angel of the lord will prepare the way you know the way for you guys to escape so it makes it gives a nod to um you know when you were in slavery god saves you Mm. And then Isaiah forty verse three with uh where this is being directly um quoted from. Yeah. Uh actually let me let me read that too. I, I think it deserves a read. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, but it says this. It says the verse one, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hands double for all her sins verse 3 the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth we're talking about a road here now Mm. a road for God to come verse 5 the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken the voice said cry out and he said, what shall I cry out? All flesh is grass, and all of its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. And here's the main point I, wanna, I really want to get today. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever.
2: Hmm.
1: Right, so, so Mark gives a nod to this passage that the word of the Lord stands forever. And so there's this, there's this, uh, and Malachi, Malachi three verse one. It's also quoting Malachi three verse one. And so here's a here's a sequential order. In Exodus, they were slaves, and he saved them from um, you know, slavery in Egypt. In Isaiah, uh, they're about to be taken by the Babylonians, and the Babylonians destroy the temple, and they feel like, man, we've got no home anymore. Malachi, God brings them back, you know, he brings them out of e- exile, and brings them back to Jerusalem. But they realize we're back in Jerusalem, but we're still the same. You know, yeah. where there's corrupt worship. There's yeah. Sorry, are you going to say something, Jason?
0: I uh, I was going to say, on um, what time period was this? So this is before the uh, the time of Jesus, before the.
1: That's right. What yeah, was. it's, it's four hundred years. Were they under years. oppression?
0: Was my question. Were they Were they under the rule of another nation at that time?
1: Also, with Malachi, yeah, they weren't really under the, uh, a rule. They were they were back to their freedoms, right. but um. You know, in Malachi, the whole book is about them complaining to God, and God responding yeah. and saying, "Remember, you know, remember who I am." And and, and in fact, uh, you know, when we go to the next part. in Malachi one verse fourteen, it says, "The time is at hand." Jesus says, "The time is at hand." And so, Mark really refers to this uh, when it comes to time and waiting for the prophecy to be fulfilled. We're talking about patience here. Yeah, you know. This period of waiting, which I I want to talk about more in the next segment. Okay, so.
0: we're uh, we've got a song coming up. Um, just before mm. we go to the song, our book offer today is called Decoding Bible Prophecy, and we'll give you mm. more details about that just a little bit later. But uh, our first song, "King of Kings," by Caleb and Kelsey, and this is talking about uh, the 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 coming King. So, uh, I think it's relevant. Amen.
2: Stone was moved for good For the lamb and conquered dead By his blood
0: It was Caleb and Kelsey with King of Kings. Now, David, before the break, you were mentioning the fact that we're going to talk about patience a little bit more and uh, waiting.
1: Yeah, that's right. We we just talked about um, Mark, and Mark quotes these Bible verses in the Old Testament, and in Mark one verse fourteen, Jesus says the time has been fulfilled, right? And so, uh, you know, you, you got to we got to think about. Uh, when When things are fulfilled when somebody 's made a promise and these these uh prophets were looking forward to this the promise of this messiah or this mm. person that 's coming to save israel, they weren 't alive at the time that he came All right Wait, but the, they the, will the
0: prophets yeah, you mean
1: the prophets that 's yeah. right the prophets you know they didn 't live to see that day, mm. but they waited on the Lord mm. they were patient with the Lord, and this idea of patience um I want to think. I think of a Bible verse in Isaiah twenty-five, verse nine, and it's uh, you know, and we were talking about Isaiah just before, and he makes when you look at the Book of Psalms, you know, David, he he talks a lot about. I have waited on the Lord. I have, you know, I've looked, I've looked to the Lord. And Isaiah twenty-five, verse nine, says, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him. And He will save us. This is the Lord we have waited for Him. We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. You know, so there's there's this concept in following God. There's this um, this essential character or essential requirement that every follower of God has to learn what it means to be patient. Hmm. And you know, that's that's such a key ingredient to following God because. If you look around us now, a uh, lot of a lot of the things that we have, you know, technologically and even instant noodles, are very convenient, aren't they? You know,
0: if, we, we, if get, we live in the instant society.
1: That's right. You know, everything is just instant gratification. Is is there? Yeah. And there is this discipline for a Christian or for any God follower to say, you know, when it comes to this, we have to try and dispel of this idea of instant gratification. Mm. And when God makes a promise, don't think that he's gonna he's gonna jump at your request <laughs> if he's made a promise, just hold on to it you know mm. God has God is somebody that will keep his promises mm. um, and
0: uh, it, it seems I'm talking like, about it seems like God's time isn't our time a lot of the time,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right and you know and it's a lot like um yeah I, I always use this analogy you know i always use this analogy of um now that i have children and understand how my parents feel you know when we make a promise you know oh when is that going to happen <laughs>
0: mm. and they keep reminding you they keep asking
1: you <laughs> are we there yet you know it's like hey That's yeah fun. but we know the bigger picture you know we know we know the details we know what the finances look like we know what the what work has said about annual leave and you know the and all these things you can't explain to them because yeah. it's just not going to make sense. You, yeah. you just hope that they'll trust your promise. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and speaking of which, you know, if we read verses 4 to 8, um, we read 1 to 3.
0: Yep, uh, and this is of Mark 1 that we're reading, Mark verse one. 4 to 8. Let's read yes, that. Please. So John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea... And those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit." Mm. Um, I'm interested as to why uh, this uh, description of what John the Baptist was wearing—the camel hair and the leather belt around his
1: waist—yeah, it's it's interesting that he he'll he'll put that description in there, isn't it? It is, and and it's deliberate. And, and even
0: what he ate as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, when we look at the Old Testament again, this is a nod again to the Old Testament in Second uh, Kings verse one to eight. There was another person that has a similar description of the clothing that John is wearing. Right. And this person's name is Elijah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh for anyone that knows that story, when I said that name they're starting to they're starting to put these word pictures together and go, Oh yeah, I know I know who that guy Elijah. Well describing what John is wearing, he's not only wearing the same clothes as Elijah, what Mark is doing is he's telling us John is doing the same type of work that Elijah did yeah right and Elijah he he, um, he had a massive massive job in uh, when God called him and said go tell the Israelite king that he's doing something wrong and um, you know and his and his, his wife as well and the queen are doing something wrong and he has this he has this showdown with yes. the it, false prophets that have been leading Israel astray
0: yes some challenging words to speak
1: very challenging Hmm. basically he says the challenge is issued you know you guys have neglected god the god of creation the god that you know that saved us the god that brought us out of egypt you've neglected that god either you turn and worship him or you continue to worship these false gods and you'll face the consequences Hmm. right yeah and john comes preaching that same message
0: yeah
1: you know same thing repent of your sins so, the king is the king is coming, you know. The Messiah is coming.
0: So it would have yeah. very much reminded them of that, the Old yes. Testament, the previous prophets, uh, Elijah.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And and speaking of the prophets, you know, we talked about the Book of Malachi.
0: Mm.
1: You know, uh, Malachi three. That Mark is giving a nod to Malachi three, where the people are complaining and saying, "God, why is everyone else getting rich and they're successful and we're not?" And God says, "Well." I said that, you know, if you bring sacrifices, they have to be without blemish, but you're bringing, you know, these sacrifices that don't match those requirements. And not only are they, they're not, they're blemished. The priests are not meant to accept it, but they are, Hmm. you know, so the whole sacrificial, everything that God had told them, they're not doing it. And they're, and they're complaining and going, Oh, how come this is happening? Well, we can't give tithes, you know, we can't give tithes because we don't have money. And God's saying, test me, you know, you start doing it. You, you, you watch, and he's, and he's trying to tell them, and then he says at the very end, and uh, and Malachi towards towards the end of the chapter, he starts talking about there's still a small amount of people that sit around and ask, what does God require of me? And he thinks about these people, you know, and he says, and he calls them the remnant. This remnant, they still want to worship me in in, in spirit and truth. They still want to obey my commandments, but there's only a small amount of them. And he says, open the scripture to them. And in Malachi 4, the last book, it's called the Elijah message. And it says, before the dreadful day of the Lord, the Elijah message will come.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? And a lot of of people have concluded either, oh, does that mean before Jesus, uh, you know, before Jesus returns again, that Elijah's going to pop up and start preaching this message again? But we learn from, we learn from Mark that if John is speaking the same message as Elijah and he's Dressing up in the simplicity of Elijah and he's, uh, speaking, uh, speaking a message of repentance. He's living a pretty simple life, but live, and speaking a powerful message. Then that must mean that before Jesus comes, there is this Elijah message that goes out with the same tone. So, people go, so you're oh. talking
0: about before the second coming, or we're we still talking about when Jesus came the first time?
1: A good question. So this is this is why it's important to to, to talk about this, right? Mm. Because I, I said in, when they were slaves in Egypt, yeah, they were promised you're going to be out of there. God's going to give you a way of escape. Mm-hmm. So they had to wait four hundred, four hundred, four hundred thirty years. They had to wait. That's a long time, right? And then when they were captives in Babylon and they were spread out everywhere, God still had a promise, I'm going to bring you back and you're going to, you know, and, and, and they came back together again. And sure enough, and then when they came came back together again in Malachi, they were together again, but it just wasn't the same as it used to be. They weren't being obedient. They were complaining. They didn't see this thing happening. And then Jesus comes now. And now that Jesus has come and he's he, he's been on this earth and he's, he's even made promises that he's coming again. Hmm. And now we are in the waiting period again. As if we're we're waiting to escape slavery from Egypt. We're waiting for the uh you know uh, it seems like uh you know we're we're lost and our our place but there you know there is a Jerusalem. There's a a new Jerusalem that that the Bible talks about. Hmm. We live in a space where oh you know are we being disobedient? Are we not following God's requirements? Is there still a small group of people that sit around saying, "How can I? How can I obey God more? How can we worship Him better? How can we listen for His small, still voice?" That you know that, that happened in the Elijah story as well, hmm. right? And in this Elijah story as well, um, it, it talks about this idea of uh, John says he's going to, "I baptize you with water," right? But this guy, when he comes, this Messiah, when he comes, he baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. Right, in the book of Luke and, um, book of Luke and John, I believe, it says baptize you with fire. Mm. Right, Mark says baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and it makes references. You know, you think about the New Testament when, uh, the story is when the disciples got together in, in this room in Acts 2 in the Bible, if you want to read in Acts 2. They get together and they pray and they call upon God. There's a small group, hmm. just a small group that are wondering what's happened. Why? Why is Jesus not that King that we thought He was going to be? We're now we're, we're we're praying for understanding. And the Bible says that these these little fires started to appear above every disciple's head, right? And it was from this fire that the Holy Spirit came through like a wind, wind, fire. You know. Everything like the Elijah message, you know, because uh, in, in the Elijah Elijah story, <laughs> after the showdown, he becomes a, a wanted man, and he takes off, and he goes into a cave, and it says the wind came, fire came, and earthquake came, but it was in a small, still voice where he could hear God. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that more in the, in the next section. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, let's um, share a little bit more about our book that we're giving away today. And remember the number, our show number, I don't think I've given that today. I've been a bit slack with uh, sharing our show number. Uh, This is a a mobile text number that you can text in, you can ask questions, you can send feedback. But uh, more importantly, you can text in the code that we'll give you later to get this book offer today, and the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and today's book is Decoding Bible Prophecy. It's a book about understanding what the Bible prophets said, especially. Apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the Revelator. Mm. It's about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. You will learn principles of interpretation, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols, and important hints regarding major time prophecies. So, well worth uh, getting this book if you're interested to understand Bible prophecy better. Um, wow. Let's have a listen to this song. Uh, It's called We Are Waiting. It's performed by all sons and daughters. waiting and we are waiting mm-hmm. David we are waiting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you were talking uh earlier just about you know how Jesus actually said himself that he was going to come again and uh, I guess as Christians we are waiting for that now we're going to talk a bit more about that later I believe but uh, where do you want to take our discussion right now
1: okay we're gonna I want to get it. we read four to eight in the last um, segment Yes, I'll I'll read the last two. It says, uh, verse nine and ten, in Mark one. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice from heaven, a voice came from heaven, "You are my blessed Son, in whom." I am well pleased, hmm. and this happens at the baptism of Jesus. And we talked about Malachi. We talked about and uh, the period of where um, they're back in their hometown, but things are just just they're not the same. You know, they're not um, the the. The new the new temple is run down. The priests aren't being honest. The people, and when the priests aren't being honest, well, that trickles down to the people, and the people aren't being um, honest and living the way that God has asked them to. And they see that things aren't, you know, they look around and think, if this is happening, that means God has forsaken us. All right, that means that God's not with us. If other people, other nations are being rich and successful, and we serve this God, then there is something wrong with our God. They started to think this way. Yeah, right? that type of thinking still occurs.
0: It does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's easy, and, you know? and we blame God, or we we give up our belief in God if uh, if things aren't all going smoothly.
1: That's right. That's right. And for and for people that don't know Jesus on a personal level, um, you know, the, one of the most I don't know if you've got this, Jason, but one of the the number one if I had a to, if I if I had a top ten chart of questions that people ask. A Christian right I think at number one it would be if your God is real why is there evil in the world
2: Mm.
1: now that's uh you know that 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 is a discussion that can go on for till the cows come home but and
0: we, we uh, had that discussion just a few days ago with Peter Watts on uh, his program searching for certainty, so you can go back and have a listen to the podcast, the previous episodes on the faith fm website
1: nice, yeah. nice <laughs> plug yeah good plug and, and I, I would encourage that too, and you know keep listening to faith Fm because this is a this is a wide and vast subject, but um this is what God's people are asking God. If you're with us, why is this happening to us? Yeah. Right. And Jesus comes and when he's baptized by John, this voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That one line, that one line. Points to this Elijah message, which is in Malachi 4 verse 6. We talked about Malachi and it says, this is what the Elijah message does. The Elijah message turns the hearts of the fathers to their children and the children to their fathers. Now, there's something about us needing this approval or this blessing, Mm. right? That says, you are loved. Mm. This, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you are well loved. You know, nothing else there's no because you brought me a cup of water yeah because you are good looking because you speak well there's no no conditions attached to it you're loved
0: yeah right. because you are For, my child
1: because you're my child right yeah. and this is this is the message that Jesus comes stop looking at these tangible things, stop looking at the, and, and testing to see if you're worthy because of these things. Mm. And Jesus comes with his baptism, and it, and immediately, you know, uh, you are well loved, mm. right? And this is yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm um, just this, this book that that you you've been plugging. Um, that's basically what we've been talking about. This this morning we've been talking about prophecy without even using the word prophecy. Mm. Prophets spoke of. This Messiah coming prophets, you know they they said these things that um, this is what you should expect. This is what it's going to look like. We looked at just a very simple one in Mark uh, one verse one to three, and the whole point is, you know, the the message he's coming with, it's not about cleaning up. Um, even though this even though these things will happen, it starts from the inside. It starts from believing and realizing I am loved by God because I am his child hmm. that's it <laughs> there's nothing there's, there's, there's nothing more to it and it's us going oh if the father's heart is turned towards mine well guess what happens your heart turns to him turns back yeah and hmm. and uh, you know last night, <clears throat> my, my, my son and I, he's 13 now. He's, um, he's learned that, you know, I, I, I have a sense of humor. I like to have a laugh and a banter. And he's learned, he's learned that about me. He knows that. And we have a banter quite often, you know. And, um, on the way back from, um, for the basketball tournament last night, as I said, he's, I think, it, when I speak to him this morning, he's still going to be excited about what happened in the weekend. He said, Man, this is the first time I've played in the team where we've won a you know, won a championship and, and 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 it feels good, Dan I said, That's great, you know, and, and um he got in the car last night as we we're driving back, we dropped off one of his team members at home and he and he um jumped he went into the passenger seat with me and he says, I want to sit next to my father, he said. I said, Oh, that's nice. He says, Yeah Because my father that took me to the tournament and I'm so happy to have one. It's mm. like whoa got me a bit emotional you know mm. i thought wow i think this is his way of saying thank you mm. you know and i thought man and so in my in that example he's seen that i've i've turned my heart towards him by supporting him and taking him to this tournament yeah and this is his way of turning his heart towards mine mm. right so there's this there's this affirmation that that happens and this is a um you know it, to me this is a reflection ah my son knows he's loved Hmm. Right, and what was awesome when we got home, my my wife asked, "How did everything go?" And he and he was happy to report the news, and he and he says to, he says to my wife, "And I know I know where to give thanks to um mum. I know that I need, I need to give thanks to God. No injuries, and um having this championship is just an affirmation. Hmm. I was like, wow." <laughs> Well, wow, it, it, it's a it's a circle, you know. He, he knows he he gives credit where his strength comes from, you know, where his life comes from, where, where where he's feeling good about these things. He knows where it's coming from, and Jesus, Jesus comes to fulfill that. You know, we're we're so caught up in um, I, I better look good, I better have my house in order, I better have this that we get we get the what's what's that saying. I'm, I'm I, the the cart before the horse, Yeah. you know, not the other way. Not, and the yeah. horse needs to to lead the cart, and, and and we get that the other way around. But Jesus says, when you start to understand that you are loved, that you're my child, that there is no anything after that, our response is to want to follow God. Our response is because you love me so much. If you're going to ask me to get you a cup of water. I'm gonna get you one. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna ask me to do this, I'm gonna do it because I don't feel like I should be loved by you because of, you know, whatever reason. You know, you fill in the gap. But the point is, and the truth is, from what the Bible promises, is he loves us with an everlasting love according to the Bible. And um yeah. and the promises, he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, let's uh, just remind our listeners: decoding Bible prophecy is our book offer today. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. If you'd like to get a copy of that book. Um, I'm actually interested in it myself, but uh, I'll probably buy <laughs> one because uh, <laughs> I'm not a listener. So I'll go and buy one. But uh, it sounds yes. interesting. Um, that book. Yeah, I will get a copy of this book. Um, let's have a listen. Uh, oh, and just after the break, we'll give you the code for that: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Behold, behold, Revelation. This uh, song talks about um, the coming back when Jesus comes back and. Uh, what he will do.
2: I see a city coming down Like a bride in whitest gown Purely dressed I see the pilgrims coming home all creation finds shalom. The promised rest. The land
0: Behold, behold, Revelation, Sean Carter and Caroline Cobb. Now, just Beautiful. before we get back into our program, David, there was something that I was thinking about. You talked earlier about how in the book of Malachi, the people were questioning why, you know, difficult things were happening and things mm. weren't going as they uh, wanted them to. And uh, also, John the Baptist, he was calling people to repent and yeah. be baptized. And there's a verse that came to mind uh in second Corinthians verse seven, uh sorry, Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse ten that says, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but mm. worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. And it really mm. made me connect this this John the Baptist where he was calling for repentance. Sometimes we do go through times of difficulty, and uh, God wants to use those times to draw us back to Him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've been through periods of times like that where uh, you really question what's going on in life. And um, but yeah, turn to hey, Him at that time.
1: What you what you just described that's that's the waiting period, mm. you know, the time of reflection. And having to you know think about these things, trying to connect the dots, mm. and um, you know when <clears throat> when you're not waiting, when you're impatient, well, what happens when you're impatient
0: what happens Start. when well it affects us because we get we get agitated and uh.
1: exactly <laughs> you know if you've ever been in a traffic jam. Man, you know, like I I was in uh, Brisbane a few weeks ago and I forgot what it's like to have so many cars, you know, and roadworks and I could feel the blood pressure. You know, I was like, man, I don't like this. Just getting impatient. And so that thing that you mentioned, it's so true. There's, um, when, when things like this happen, uh, you know, there's, there's a difference between sorry, um, that you got caught in this mess Mm. or that it's happening to you or you're sorry that, man, I wish I was different. Mm. You know, I, wish, I wish I wouldn't handle it this way. Why am I like this? <laughs> There's yeah. a difference between those two reactions, yeah. right? And the, and the thing that the that, that Bible verse you referred to is, just, is saying, um, "Man, why am I? Why am I like this? Why am I being impatient? Why it's leading you to?" And then you know, eventually, you turn to we God. Turn to God, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 wish I had the discipline of just turning to God straight away. Mm. You know, but usually it's uh, when something happens. I start doing the deduction, you know, doing all the logical human things, yeah. but, but, And instead of saying God, help me, please. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I need to, I need to deal with the situation patiently, the yeah. way that you would want me to. You know, like help me to look to you, even though the storm and the, the fire and the pressures is ha- happening in real time. I want to be, I want to be affirmed that I'm loved by you, and that you see me, and that you're with me.
0: Now, David, just so our listeners don't get impatient, I did promise the code.
1: Please. And I haven't
0: given the code. (laughs) So we don't want our listeners to become frustrated and impatient. So the code.
1: (laughs) Be patient. the,
0: The code for our book, Decoding Bible Prophecy, is Logos two that 's logos l o g o s and the number two don 't put any spaces in that logos number two the digit two and text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one we 'll get that book out to you now dave we 've just got a few minutes to Wind up, and yeah. I, I think you've okay. got a couple more things to share with us.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I'd like to think we just talked about John the Baptist and Elijah, and I'd like to think that there's still a people here, and I, and I believe I'm part of this community. I believe the Seventh Day Adventists try to keep things simple, uh, try to live a simple life, and give this uh, this message that we must repent the things, you know, repent and and believe that we are loved. And you know, the the first time where uh, God renewed the world, it was through. The baptism of water. And the Bible says that the next one is the baptism of fire mm. before Jesus comes again. And so there is still a people, I'm, I, I like to proclaim this. I believe the, uh, our, um, our our community, the same day Adventist church community still proclaims this and it's still a message. And it's not a message of being afraid. People are so afraid of judgment. When you read Malachi, that small, that small group of people that are still wanting to be faithful to God, they're excited about the day. Yeah. I'm excited about the day that Jesus comes again hmm. i think of um I think of a, a guy a guy named uh, almore he was a he was an uh when, when I was in my late twenties I was an elder at church and he would bring his camera he would encourage us uh at church he was faithful just a faithful member of the church and he was on his deathbed a couple of years after when I was at this church and I went to visit him with my wife and I only had the one child at the time and on his deathbed he said to me David, you know I was 16, I was 16 when I gave my heart to Jesus, and I believed He was coming tomorrow. I was like, "Wow!" You know, and I'm, I'm looking at Almore, and you have to understand for the fellowship that we had, and the things that he he told me, the stories he would share with me, um, the sermons, yeah, the sermons he would share with me from on cassette tapes. He'd say, "David, I'll transfer it on DVD uh, onto CD for you." This is the guy that's talking to me, so I'm I'm still finding encouragement from him. And so on his deathbed, he uh, he says to me in the hospital, 16, I believe Jesus was coming tomorrow." He says, "David, uh, I'm about to die," and he said, "And today, I still believe Jesus is coming tomorrow." Amen. And that's that has stuck with me ever since. He, he'd been, you know, he was about eighty nine when he when he passed,
2: mm.
1: and it just said to me, "Man, I." I get impatient with God so many times, and I'm only 28 years old. <laughs> you know, right. thinking, what's you know what's what's wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's just reminded me every time I get impatient. I think, God, why is this happening to me? Mm. Uh, I think of what Amor said to me. I'm like, man, Lord, help me to be patient, mm. help me to wait. You know, and, and, I've, I've got a I've got a work to do. I've got to proclaim this. I got to be like John and Elijah.
0: <laughs> you know, the early apostles, um, you know, expected Christ to come back. Perhaps in their lifetime. That's right. Um, I think every generation, um, you know, is waiting and expecting Christ to come back, and and mm-hmm. we don't know the time. But it's, I guess, the, the the message here is that we need to wait patiently. Yes. Um, you know, God has His timing. He has His reasons. He has His purpose for for why uh, He's still uh, waiting and why why we're still waiting. But we just have to trust in Him. I guess, don't we?
1: Amen. Yes. Absolutely.
0: So what's you your key ta- what's your key takeaway david
1: <laughs> key takeaway is um right now if you're if you haven't accepted the fact that you're loved by God, I call you uh, and I, and I appeal to you please please do your best to believe this. Jesus is coming soon and repent you know be baptized either by water or fire, and wait, wait on the Lord mm. he loves you mm.
0: Awesome, well David thanks again for your discussion today um, I'm going to give our listeners the code and the number again to get the book Decoding Bible Prophecy it's LOGOS2, that's the number 2 L-O-G-O-S with the number 2 at the end, no spaces and you can text that to 488 Eight nine one that's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one now, in addition, you can use that number throughout the week or if you are listening to this episode at another time, if you're not listening on Monday, the queen's birthday, uh, it might be that you're listening tomorrow or another time totally, but you can still use that code to text in and uh, get the book decoding Bible prophecy, so we do encourage you to do that. Um, now, David, uh, next week, next Monday on your program, where are we going?
1: We're going to look at uh, the the rest of Mark 1, specifically when Jesus just begins action. So it's Jesus in action. The book of Mark, I mean, we'll introduce the idea of Mark. It's just straight to the point, and Jesus is getting, getting into it, fulfilling the prophecies.
0: Awesome. We look forward to that next Monday. Mm. And tomorrow with Gary Webster on Lifetime Search, Decoding the Da Vinci Code. I guess, uh, I'm not sure if that's relating to Bible prophecy, but maybe it is. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, have you read the, the Da Vinci Code book, David?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I didn't finish it, but uh, when, I was, when I was making uh, Waves and it was really popular I thought, oh, oh I'd better have a look and have held my I haven't, so I haven't like read this. it
0: myself, so I can't comment. <laughs> but uh, anyway, tomorrow yeah. de- decoding the Da Vinci Code. Um, so I'm just going to leave you with a thought today. It uh, comes from the chapter Isaiah 40, where we were read from earlier today. But. Uh, the last verse of that chapter says for those who trust in the Lord will find new strength they will soar high on wings like eagles they will Mm. run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint so I hope Mm. you remember those words today trust in the Lord uh, and you'll find new strength so Mm. may God bless you wherever you are wherever you're listening or whenever you're listening. We pray that you've uh, received a blessing from today. And, uh, David, we look forward to speaking with you again next Monday. Yes. Thank you.
2: to